0: And you're welcome to Wade In after a brilliant champions weekend. I think it's fair to say at ask it. We'll look back on all the highs and lows, of which there are plenty from the weekend, all in the company of Mr. Kevin Blake. Kevin, how are you? Hello, excellent you. Not in a car park today, so that's, yeah. that's a big improvement. And you sound <laughs> you sound all the better for it, I can tell it. And of course, the wonderful <laughs> Mr. Tony Calvin. How are you, son? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right, I, kid I kid you joke. not, you. I kid you not, when you come over, we'll, we'll
0: have words. I tell you what, you know what? I'm the, the cobbles. Listen, just, just to fill you in, we were just talking off earlier how much we hate when people refer to it as a son or boy. I had a guy I used to play rugby with three years younger than me They used to call me son, and I used to give him such a fox in What are you calling me son for? I'm bloody three years older than you. Yeah. Anyway. I'll I tell,
1: tell you what, we'll come on to you. There was... Um, <laughs> do you do you remember there was there was a quote about a ro- Irish rugby union player? Um, you know he was he was he was never a baby. I think it was Willie Anderson. Was it your mate Donal Lennon?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Willie Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Willie Anderson. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Yeah,
1: so yeah. anyway, so I, I googled trying to get the actual quote about um, you know he the, the, you know he was never a baby and uh, he, Willie Anderson's got a book out, has not he? He and does. He does just yeah, out. Yeah. And I was I was just uh, reading uh, some of the thing he said. Uh, the headline was. I wouldn't have been a violent man, but I could rise to it. (laughs) 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 And and I'll tell you what, there was was a phrase in this article. He said, uh, he was talking about some violence against Welsh uh, players. He said... I buck-rooted him is that an Irish phrase Buck, buck-rooted, buck-rooted, buck-rooted,
0: him. Buck-rooted, buck-rooted him buck-rooted him yeah that'd be an Irish one yeah buck-rooted him yeah. Um, I would, yeah I wouldn't be an angry man but I could rise to it I think uh, that'd be a good line for Usher Murphy's biography as well. he needs to say <laughs> wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> after what happened last weekend anyway we'll come back to that in a little bit around loads to talk about including the racing obviously and some cracking races um, from Saturday the Champion Stakes. Kev will kick off with Seal away in the win um, maybe not the most popular in terms of, of the betting but certainly in the manner in which he did it no complaints obviously uh, Mishrif was a, a little bit disappointing but I mean what was your view on the whole race as an as a, an entirety I um, should look just a, just a briefly
2: broad like it, th- there was many results on Champions Day that, that were sort of fit the mold of Champions Day results mm. you know I think preparation plays an awful big part in the results on Champions Day, just because it's the end of a long season. You know, those with loads of miles on the clock can sometimes struggle to to do what they've been doing um, on Champions Day. And, and this result probably, as much as Annie, really hammered that home, because you had Adair and Mishrif, you know, clear form picks, um, both below themselves. Um, both probably coming at the, well, certainly are maybe less so, Mishrif coming at the end of a, of a long season and didn't run up to themselves, where Sealway who had a big old break in the middle of the season, you know, four months nearly, um, had a lovely run in the arc, you know, travelled great that day and, and finished fifth. And he clearly came on from that, tightened from that, was arguably maybe better suited um, by the return to 10 furlongs and was a fair and square winner. Um, you know, plenty of talk about how free a day are was, you know, Way was quite keen himself um But he was very tough under pressure. Dubai Honor arrived there to beat him, and uh, see the way out, battle him, outstayed him, and was to me, to my eye, going away again at the finish. So, um as always, we we wanted, we tried to discount performances that were unexpected in the eyes of uh, in in our eyes before the race. But I think see the way this was a, a top class effort. In fairness, it to was. I give him full
0: it, credit for it. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I guess the, the thing of the results as a whole, TC, as, as well, look, with, with the time of year the Champions Weekend falls in, uh, sometimes these things happen, and, and it does seem to be more uh, usual to get upsets, if you like, at Champions Weekend, than it would be perhaps at other times of the season. Yeah, normally people blame, blame
1: the ground, don't they? Because obviously it has been quite testing there, but it, it wasn't... Uh wasn't that much so at the weekend he was a perfectly gettable winner coming there on the back of the uh back of the arc fifth and coming there a relatively the fresh horse i think kev you should have you should have uh, kept the fame because you, were, you I know. took a wild I... swing on him in the arc didn't you when he when he yeah i world. did
2: and to be honest if i if i'd known that rain was coming i'd say there's a fair chance i would have um but at yeah. the time i kind of was coming to my final answers i was doing it on the basis of good ground and that was just put me off a little bit but who cares yeah, was... i didn't go with yeah, that's it that's the main was... thing
1: it was, yeah the race was, you know, it's fine. It was a couple of, you know, I think Dubai on the traded at 1.22 and Mishriff traded at freeze on when he was looking to come in with a powerful run on the outside. But yeah, I, um, you know, the, the winner was very gettable. Uh, the second was progressive and, you know, it was, it was a
0: perfectly, yeah. Uh, Max, Sweeney, did, Max Sweeney, yeah. Sweeney ran a cracker I thought he was coming
2: right there with the winner uh, and in affairs yeah. to James Doyle it was a sharp piece of race riding because um, yeah. he, he he made he sure to hold up, his line yeah. and uh, Max Sweeney lost out as a result he got caught up behind Silway and, mm. and that was a race ender for him but he, he, he was running a hell of a race and ended up running a great race and I assume we'll see him back next year Um, so yeah Yeah. he might have unfinished business at the highest level
1: perhaps those two jockeys had a tear up in the wine room about the time time.
0: (laughs) they might have had All right. Um, obviously Nick Lightfoot is the happiest man on Saturday when Bayed did the business (laughs) against Palace Pier Um, it was a cracking race Um, Frankie got a bit of a a hammering for the ride afterwards both from John Gosden and from uh, I suppose bemused onlookers TC were saying Jesus what's Frankie looking around like a a school child for but um, Baid, take nothing away from him he was brilliant
1: yeah, I mean I s I I didn't really um I didn't really buy into uh Bayid, um, not at the price anyway, but yeah, he was um he was a very impressive palace peer. looked as though he was gonna go and, you know, storm to the front and uh, but Baid um, won a won a shade comfortably, so you know the obviously the betting suggested that it was gonna be between the two of us and, and that's how it worked out. And clearly the obviously the, the progress of Bayid has is, is been startling, isn't it? So uh, yeah, um, a very, very good horse and one that's come out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, when William Hager says he, you know, obviously the better ground, he will be better, Kev, and um, they're expecting big things from him um, next year on the basis of what he did this year. He's been a bit of a revelation, but it's been brilliant, I think.
2: I haven't had a chance to really look at it now, but jeez, I can't imagine. Like, he'll, he'll be crowned champion miler, one assumes. I can't imagine there's been too many champion milers crowned that didn't debut until June 7th that year. You know, like, it's an incredible rate of progress, really, that he's made. Uh, Brilliant news that he's coming back, um, or the plan is to come back. Because uh, Jesus with 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 a few of his main rivals out of the picture now, Poetic Flair retired, Palace Pier retired. Um, Jesus is going to take some horse to beat him. You, you'll want a very sharp three-year-old to uh, to get up to his sort of level the second half of next season. So hopefully um, he has a smooth winter, smooth spring, and we get to see plenty of him because it was a great race. It looked beforehand that it could be a bit tricky tactically. Um, we, we I said in the preview. I, I went against the front two because they might spend um, more of the race looking at each other and not be worrying about what's happening in the front of them. I <laughs> think Frankie took that to the extreme. He spent most of the race looking at uh, at, at Bayed, but the two of them, in fairness, did come to the fore anyway. Despite the race, like neither of them got cover. It was messy. But um, class toll, in fairness, the two of them came to the fore. Great old battle. I know John Gosden was clearly frustrated um, that Frankie didn't make more use of Palace Pier. It's a race you'd love to see again, um, but unfortunately, it looks like Palace Pier is finished. Um, he mm-hmm. retires. What uh, a five time Group 1 winner. Um, super horse, in fairness to him. Would have loved to have seen this again. Um, but yeah, Baid
0: will carry on the form line to next year, hopefully. Frankie didn't cover himself in glory uh, For the day that was in it uh, TC I mean you, Obviously the ride on Palace Pier And, and Gosden's comments after it And then What he did to Dylan Brown McMonagle Jesus M- it's even tough for Irish people To say that one um, <laughs> You know when, when he came around um, And, and Stradiv- he accused Dylan of, of, of Pushing Stradivarius out And really had a right good go on him by all accounts And um, I, I don't think He's got many sympathy Because it seemed like Dylan did perfectly What he was entitled to do
1: Yeah I don't see any issue with um, the ride on Baron Savity whatsoever, and so I don't know whether he was, you know, what got up out the wrong side of the bed or whatever. But it, it's just bizarre, isn't it? Um, the actual uh, response to to that bit of race riding, good race riding as well. So yeah, yeah and guy, like you, and you hear and you hear all sorts. Um, you know, in in racing, it's as we'll come on to the Oshie Murphy story as well. Um, you hear you obviously you you heard there was a lot of talk about what actually happened how Frankie reacted to him away from the track on the walkway going into unsaddle and in the weighing room after there's all kinds of stories about some some very choice language being used and um, you know maybe have we'll, we'll also come on to the Robbie Dunn case as well it's kind of like it's it's the arrogance uh that you know because I'm 50 50 year old, uh, 50 year old uh, plus jockey I'm an established, there's a weighing room pecking order here, you don't take my line, you let me through and whatever. It's just absolutely uh, it's, Yeah it's not acceptable, is it? And and it, and if half the if half the stuff is true about what was apparently said to to Dylan, then it is it is disgraceful. And it happened very publicly and a lot of people would have heard that. Presumably a lot of people there in officialdom as well. So whether or not we'll hear more about that I don't know but uh, I wouldn't imagine the, uh, the Dylan would would be one to complain, but he's, I think he handles himself very well as the Joseph defending,
0: uh, defending yeah. it. Defending.
1: and he had nothing to defend him for. That's the whole point. And
0: it, and it seems very unnecessary as well. I mean, Frankie's been there, done that. We know. I mean, how how brilliant he is, Kevin. But you know, we go back to the snowfall ride in France as well. It was Holly Doyle's fault that Snowfall didn't win. Now it's Dylan's fault that Stradivarius didn't get up and beat Trushan. It's just getting a little bit tiring now, and he doesn't need to do this stuff.
2: Yeah, look, it's not what you'd expect from a from a man in his position with with the career behind him that he's had. You know, it's it's you sure you know it shouldn't be happening really. Look, I think Strat has been probably been a frustrating one for him this year. You know, things haven't gone right for him a few times, and I'm sure he was hoping to end the season on a, on a big note here. But look, in terms of what actually happened on the track, you know, Baron Samadi was in the very tactical race, very messy race. I thought Dylan had Baron, you know, given what happened at the first bend when he got interfered with. I thought. Thought he'd ended up in just exactly where you'd want to be. He was following Trushan the horse everyone in the race would want to be following. Look, Frankie made a very quick and deliberate move to try and come from behind baron Samity up around him and you watch it you watch it closely you know frankie's looking to come in on top of dylan and take that prime position and dylan like far from doing something wrong i thought he, he showed like really commendable tactical awareness and reaction times to react to what was happening you know down his left shoulder and go no you're not taking that spot off me that's my spot and he maintained his position. I thought he did brilliantly well. And, um, and yeah, Frankie got very, very, very wound up about it. Um, and, look, I, I think he let himself down. But, look, Dylan, there would have been a few fellas concerned about Dylan. And I think a lot of – he's only 18. A lot of fellas um, of his age would have been very rattled by what happened. But, look, I, I shared a taxi back to the airport with Dylan and we talked about it. And, you know, you need to get back. to you – know, You'll, you'll need to do more to rattle Dylan, Dylan Brown MacMonaghan hang
0: on hang on hang on hang is on, hang on. Do, I have it, do I have it right that he was he, is a, he was a serious boxer in his UK and if Frankie if Frankie was so inclined to have a go again I'd say Dylan knock him out one punch well
2: look <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's only Dylan's only 18 now but like uh, look I, I know the fella very well he's out a him since he's he was in Joseph's idea. well you, you, you say it you say it I know he said that ironically <laughs> but this like he, he rode the Dingle Derby winner when he was 12 you know he's won all Ireland boxing titles when he was a teenager you know yeah. he's about to He's about to be crowned champion apprentice in Ireland by one of the biggest margins in, in, in quite a while. You know, this this lad will take a fair bit of rattling, and he's he's well able to fight his corner He showed it on the track, and I think he um, he, he he it was really commendable the way he reacted to to what went on, because a lot of fellas, uh, young and old, would have reacted uh, very differently. So I think he was a credit to to all the people around him, his parents and everyone else. Now, because he, he reacted very well to it, and I think. Uh, Hopefully he'll be going back over to England to ride in a lot more big races in the years ahead. And I tell you, the next time he goes in there, there there won't the Tory or none of them will be trying to take liberties with him because he, he very much showed that he'll uh, he'll scrap his corner and he's not one for yeah. uh, one, not one to be pushed around
0: and listen Frankie son if you're going to pick a fight don't pick a fight with a guy half your age who's a former Irish junior champion boxer that's just a bit of advice <laughs> just a bit of advice that's for free you can take that and you can take that there's no charge you take that off with you yeah, and just maybe put it in the back pocket for next time look in terms of I guess you know what Frankie did and shouting down a younger jockey if if, if as you said Kevin that Dylan had been a, of, of a, a maybe a more sensitive disposition that he might have taken offence to that um, and, and this kind of coincides sides I guess with you know the BHA leak from the um the bullying campaign that's been orchestrated allegedly against a, a jockey in particular in the way room and uh, Robbie Dunn doesn't come out of the leaked report from the BHA looking particularly good does he
2: well look number one we shouldn't have been reading this report um yeah. you know there there is a process there albeit one that that's frustratingly long-winded a lot of the time with the BHA. Um this report as we, we heard this story, you know, reports of this story a long time ago, like over a year ago, in the press. We've been waiting for it to come out. And not for the first time, you know, a, a big, significant, controversial report has been leaked before it was all the, all, the BHA had all their ducks in the row and were ready to release it themselves. So that's very unsatisfactory as it is. And when it when the hearing does come up, you know, you wonder um, might Robbie Dunn's legal team be making arguments that the whole thing is prejudiced by this coming out in the public domain beforehand? So that's the first point. It's wholly unsatisfactory. That we've seen this, um, but it is out. We've seen it. Um, and while we, we probably shouldn't talk about it too deeply, given that process is yet to be completed, it, it goes without saying it reads shocking like, really bad and uh, really, really concerning. And it might be a, a, a watershed moment, really, in terms of the, you know, what happens in the way room stays in the way room. That kind of attitude. Give uh, us some of the it, finer it, points,
0: Kev, for people who haven't seen this league. What what is being uh, alleged here?
2: Cool. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, a long. There's been a, a clearly a long-term issue between Bryony e. Frost and Robbie Don, with Robbie Dunn being the. The, uh, the aggressor. I think it's fair. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's. fair to say, and some of the things that have been said, and some of the actions. Um, and I wouldn't be lily-livered now, but um, yeah, pretty shocking stuff now. Unacceptable, really. Um, and look, I'll wait, like everyone else, for it to play out in full. But it's um, very,
1: very serious stuff now. Not to be, not to be underplayed. If you, if, you, if you haven't read it, go and read the Sunday Times. I mean, you know, it it does make you blanch uh, how bad it is. Even even a mild old. old an old old person like me, you just you read it and you think, Jesus, it's a if that's going on, it is it is absolutely appalling. But you know, uh, obviously Robbie Dunn disputes it, so we're going to have to wait how it uh, how it all pans out. But I, 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 on, on on first yeah. reading, it it is absolutely shocking, and and all, it also begs the question: if this is has been going on, what the hell are the other jockeys in there in, in there doing? You know, they should be stepping up and just saying, listen, mate leave it out because obviously that is if that happened in, in in a public place um you know there was a lot of a lot of people would go to the defense of a woman who was allegedly being you know
2: or, or a man really, that's really that's badly. Uh, you, you can even leave yeah. gender out of it like it's just it's not the no, way th- to treat there, someone There there's it's a, not the way to there's,
1: treat a someone. there's a it is the gender does come into it because at, at one point it is alleged that you know he stood in front of briny naked you know presumably you know not passing the time of day. So it's it's that's 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 the other the other shocking thing is I didn't realise that um, the way there's not a separate uh, area in most uh, racecourses for 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 women and male jockeys to, to separate. So that's another that's another issue that needs to be sorted out uh, asap as well. But just coming back to the actual leaking of the story, a lot of people have, yeah a lot of people have brought this up. I mean, it's just you know. It's just kind of like good journalism to get, to get hold of it. I mean, obviously every, every journalist would have their, their own sources. I mean, for example, uh, I would say Lee Motorshead gets quite a lot from the jockey club race courses. Um, so, you know, every, every, uh, a good journalist, you know, seeks out these sources and, and utilizes them in the, and maybe, you know, um, David Walsh is obviously very, very able journalist. um, and if you remember when mark souster used to work for the times he used to get every single bha story before it came out and he used to someone obviously from the bha would would leak to him or he had a very good source there so he got he got a run on all the other journalists from every bha story um so you know i think a lot has been made of this being being leaked but you know it's it's just obviously excellent journalism as in addition to it being very worrying that somebody's Leap this in its entirety by, by the sounds of it and it's been very very um, you yeah, know very, very, very embarrassing I mean obviously we had a situation whereby a lot of people have a uh, two or three high profile people have left the BHA including Chris Watts the the head of Integrity who actually did uh, a lot of these interviews with, with Robbie and Bryony as well so people are maybe putting two and two together and coming out with five but You know, as as much as it is worrying that it leaked, it's basic good journalism. And uh, that's what David Walsh got there. And the fact that it was splashed on the front page of the Sunday Times is obviously very, very worrying for the sport.
0: Yeah, and I I think, you know, from Dunn's side, his lawyers, I think, have said that they believe the BHA. have just lost control of the story, Kev. The fact that it was leaked, but as Tony said, like things leak every single day of the week. So things leak from the doll, from the you know, from the, the from the British Parliament every single day of the week. This is just what happens in life, and uh, that's the case here.
2: Yeah, look, it's just wholly unsatisfactory. And if you're if you're in that department, you'd be having a very good look around you, you know, because it, it shouldn't happen in, in a well in a tight ship, in a well-run ship. Um, you don't get leaks. Um, so they certainly, uh, like we say it's not the first time. You remember the 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 Bloodstock Review was leaked in a similar style before that was due, before that was due to officially be brought out. So I think yeah that organization needs to have a, a very good look at their their processes etc.
0: Okay, let's move on. Um I, I I'm saying with I, I guess matters uh, slightly off the race course itself and uh, Oshie Murphy just looked like William Buick was uh was going to haul him in and overtake him even for the Jockeys' Championship. Ushi Murphy managed to hang on on Saturday. He did a couple of videos afterwards uh, where he was asked about uh, what had happened the previous weekend at Newmarket and the incident involving uh, a few drinks and uh, an alleged plastic glass smashed into someone's face and then a headbutt afterwards. And look, he, he answered the questions, I suppose, uh, first of all, Kevin. But um, I think for people who didn't fully realise... What had happened on the night in question? If they read the Sun's article um, over the weekend and the details around the event, it, it was actually quite, uh, quite unsettling. A bit, I thought. Um.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, i sure, look, I've said my bit on this last couple of weeks, and I think everyone knows my position on it at this stage. Um, it's down to everyone as an individual to set their standards as to what they think is acceptable and what's unacceptable for, for themselves and people around them and that. And there's clearly uh, vast differences in, in standards and <laughs> levels of uh, the, the levels of behaviour people think are acceptable um, based on the, the kind of the big divergence in, in comment Um, on this not just the breathalyzer fail but the night before Um, and look it's 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 worrying it's worrying and what kind of annoys me a little bit is that um, such is the nature of, you know, social media, etc. Now that those that express concern about it or even dare to discuss it are cast as, you know, hounding Usheen Murphy and targeting, targeting him, etc. When, in the vast majority of cases, you know, the comment is driven by by concern for him, you know, as a as a jockey, his career, and you know, more widely, his his life, you know, and, and his long term. Um, as long-term prospects going forward, you know. So, um, you know, some of the response to us has, has been astounding um, in my mind. Do
1: you, do you think it's because they haven't read that report in, in the Sun, which which I gather that nobody's actually disputing the accuracy of? Because yeah, you, like, do go uh, back, you do read the Sun, it's quite, you know, it's not... It's not handbag stuff, is it? It really isn't. No, well, I found myself
2: asking. I've been asking myself that because I, reading some of the response to it, I was kind of saying, you know, for from from people that you know you wouldn't expect, you know, and I'm saying to myself, God, have, have, do they read the report, you know, or, or are they just unaware of the details? But, um, but look, there you go. Like you say, it's down to the individuals. um I have to say, I did really enjoy. I know it's not not your cup of tea, T C, but I, I did really enjoy the battle for champion jockey there over the last. Yeah. Uh, 10 days in particular you could tell you know she like obviously had a really tough week um self-inflicted you know it could readily be argued but um you know he got it over the line and it, it, was, it was riveting viewing from a sporting point of view um you know three times champion jockey at the age of 26 you know no one would ever question um, him on the track but you know there are there, there are concerns there and you hope that that he That he gets it in order because as we mentioned last week um you know it seems to have slipped under the radar a little bit in terms of the structure of the 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 penalties for failing breathalyzers on track if if he has a third failure um between now and the middle of june next year you know he's going to get a ban of between 60 and 180 days with a recommended entry point of 90. you know which is obviously a colossal ban um in, in in any context as a jockey, so you know that should concentrate everyone's minds, uh, his own mind and, and those around him as well. That and um, while they they might be minimising uh, the the seriousness of it publicly, that
1: privately they need to they need to get a hold on it. The I t- the puzzling aspect of all this and we, we we touched upon earlier about you know journalists being leaked stories, um, you know with uh, David Walsh and the like. What really puzzles me is I don't know anybody in. I I I will just say this for the want of a better phrase. Any anybody in our type of circle who you know are on WhatsApp groups, they talk to each other. I'm talking about journalists here. I would think I would say every single journalist were probably aware of at least something happening. Maybe not the gravity of the situation uh, by Friday uh, by Friday afternoon of uh, what had happened on the Thursday night. You know, it was it was the, the gossip was just everywhere, and uh, a lot of the gossip has turned out to be. If the Sun story is true, and like you said, I don't think it's been disputed. And if that's the case, and it's been 100% accurate, now, now how in the world did that story not come out for eight days? Now, every single journalist, I imagine, had that story. Every single journalist should have been after that story to stand up that story. And run with it as soon as possible. Because in, in every other sport, if that happened in football, can you imagine that they'd be falling every journalist would be falling over themselves to get that story out the next day or the same day because that's the way social media works, etc., etc. Now, I appreciate the Sun and the Mail and Marcus Towning did a piece as well. I appreciate they would want the, the best timing for them would have been Champions Day, you know, maximizing the, the the fallout and maximizing the you know the potential of the story. But it's a very dangerous game sitting on a story this explosive for eight days hoping nobody else gets it it's maybe a sad why do you, why do
0: you think why do you think TC that no journalists decided to go with this um story I mean, I've got, given idea. I've, no, yeah. I've got no idea I mean I mean I think
1: you know it's not a secret I mean we knew the names of the... interview we knew the name of the bloodstock agent well I say we I you know, I wouldn't be as, as, as I wouldn't be as well as connected uh, uh, as some people in, in the press room. But if I knew the name of the guy, the incident that happened, a, a champion jockey in waiting, uh, who's had a lot of uh, current history the, the, the year before, and you know a, a similar incident, uh, that, uh, you know the, a couple of years ago, you've got the BHA lining up. I've, obviously, have heard the story because they're there, they're, they're testing him the next day it's kind of it's it's a massive massive story and and how how everyone sat on it i don't know and I think everyone knows i've got quite a low opinion of uh, of racing journalists um uh, in this country, but it just beggars belief how how nobody just could could stand that up and run with it because everyone knew the names involved, everyone knew the the type of the incident i mean i you do even get in text on Friday afternoon actually telling what pub it was you know Uh, You know, it spilled outside, etc. You know, it's you know it may well be the the guy who was attacked didn't um, didn't want to press charge and he he clearly didn't. But there were there were no shortage of uh, of witnesses to that for sure. So I think any journalist worth his salt would have stood that up and would have run with it by the Friday or the Saturday, not not waiting for 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 Jack Keane of the Sun and and Marcus Tanner and the Mail to actually run with it eight days later. like is you I mean, obviously you follow you follow a lot of sports mm. if that happened in rugby do you reckon a rugby journalist would have
0: that out within a day no, you see, and you know what? You know, even if 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 the rugby journalists were so inclined to say perhaps uh, dilute and um, the significance of a story like that, or even you know, if you were to say go as far as maybe protect the person at the centre of it, it'd be picked up by a news journalist, you know, because it's a news story. And I'm shocked, like you know, as, I don't know, as well as racing like this is this is a news story, you know, like I mean, so I don't know, it's 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 bizarre to me. I can't, I can't. Yeah, I, I, I. Well, but, but, the, but before, the amount of people that have on.
2: taken, the amount of people yeah. that have taken the view, like an ITV took a whole lot of a stick for just discussing it. You know, the amount of people, you know, racing followers, ushers, supporters, whatever they are, that took the view. This isn't a story. This you should. This shouldn't be talked about. This shouldn't be brought up. That that's just, you know, and ironically, the same people will be the ones criticizing you for not. You know for, for for glossing over a story It's, it's, it's the know? argument
0: for, It's the argument From Newcastle fans At the moment uh, That they've just been bought By one of the most Oppressive regimes In the world In Saudi Arabia And the Newcastle fans Logic is Oh well that's nothing To do with football sure. It's, well, you know We're just concentrating On the football It's the same logic You know it's, no, very I, I, I and, and we have, the, we
2: have I, the same One erasing with Sheikh Mohammed with the exact same there you go We have the exact same go. issue That gets raised mm. all the time and, and, we, yeah. we, and we've We've discussed it Many times in this podcast It, it, it isn't yeah. straightforward
1: I, I do before we move on I do take your point about um maybe a racing journalist should have got the story and handed it over to to a news journalist to, to you know to keep that relationships mm. going uh I a pound to a penny if Charlie Sale hadn't been retired I reckon that story would have been in the mail um in the mail on on the Saturday the day after the two uh, two days after it happened on the on the Thursday night because mm. maybe a racing would might be a too hot a potato because he's got Relationship to protect going forward, you hand it over to a, a Rottweiler like Charlie, and he would have gone after that story, and he would have nailed it down. I'm I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure of that. And but, but you know, I, I could be doing the the journalists a disservice, and they couldn't stand it up. But um, I I think every I think every single is, strange new, new chapter and verse, uh, and you know and yeah. So hey, they, look! They they there, there, was there was a hundred. there is a
2: hundred eyewitnesses there. Yeah, you know, all all yeah. in the but, game.
1: You know, but you know, it's like I but like. Uh, I, I don't want to beat Oshie Murphy up too much because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm probably one of the world's worst uh, after a drink myself. But it's it's kind of like, you know, if you do it, hold your hands up, apologise and own it. And and you shouldn't be every journalist in the last a week or so have been have been chatting to him, doing interviews with him, knowing full well the, mm. the backstory to this. And, and like he's pretending it didn't happen and letting him get away lightly but yeah I've I got some sympathy for him if he's got problems you know he may well be a very very troubled individual I don't know but um no I just, like I said he's like if you if you make a mistake hold your hands up and own it and he just i just on, on the final side I mean when I did that article last week he was one of the few jockeys who actually took the trouble to text me and say uh, just read your article you know keep strong and blah blah so mm. he, he might well be a fundamentally a very nice i've never met the guy but he might be a fundamentally nice bloke but he's, he's troubled and the last thing as kevin said the last thing you should do uh, in these situations is ignore it
2: mm. yeah and yeah, i'd absolutely. be the same i've had nothing but positive dealings with him as well but again it's it's you know it's coming from it's coming from a place of concern all this you know, and you just hope that, that it's dealt with and you wouldn't be reassured now by some of the response from people close to him that it is being treated as seriously as it should be. But again, yeah, well, like we the mentioned at the, at the top of it, it comes down to individuals, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, lads, um, we've had a few questions on this exact uh, topic from our list of questions. Paul, um, for example, says, why do certain sections of the media sit on the Murphy story for a week? Um, and we've had one from uh, G O'Connor Who's quite strong in his view He says at ITV Entitled to question Murphy about the pub thing But was complete overkill One of the biggest meetings of the season And opened the show with it And then when Ollie interviewed Murphy When he'd won the title He spent most of that interview Bringing it all up again Also that Chamberlain was overly aggressive With Al Tani, Who would put him firmly back in his box video. his hislop <laughs> in stark contrast Was a measured in her interview Tackle Sheikh Mo with the same vigour Methinks not Almost sense of annoyance That he's won it That's pretty tough Strong stuff from G o- O'Connor there uh, i didn't see that and that's, that,
1: that, Kev, that's, that's, a, and that's a common view that's view. i didn't see view. that kevin ed was just doing his job wasn't he i haven't seen it oh i couldn't
2: disagree i couldn't disagree more that assessment of the interview there you know yeah yeah was you know i think shake the, the the initial question that he was asked an initial question and he, he, he essentially tried to cut it off at the knees by saying look who reads the who reads the tabloids you know yeah. as if this isn't true and you know Oshin had been quoted himself in the article with with marcus Townend, you know not refuting mm. what had happened you know so you're yeah. dealing with you're dealing with facts undisputed facts yeah. so to, to, to try and dismiss it in that manner i thought was was strange and and ed followed up follow-up question a very reasonable one and Sheikh fahad gave, gave his answer um i, I was mm. astounded by it myself but again everyone can deal with it whatever way they want Um, but i think criticism uh, of of ITV or anyone else for for asking the questions is just like for me very misguided. I think you had you had to deal with it if you if you didn't mention it at all you'd probably oh, you'd have hammered. another another ream of people saying oh the elephant in the room you know why didn't you, why sure, you know no. how cowards sure, why sure. wouldn't to ask him about it. We've just you we've know? just
0: hammered the racing we've just hammered racing journalists for not going with the story earlier so we can't exactly sit in our hands and say you know it's not okay that Ed Chamberlain or ITV or whoever um, goes goes for the issue yeah. at the heart here. So well, I um, thanks I for that. I
1: yeah, I have more issue with stories that don't get written and that should get written than than yeah. bad stories that that you see all, all the time. It's kinda of like mm. you know, journalists have mm. got a job to do. Racing isn't just some kind of like you know, some club whereby, you know, you 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 get too pally with people. Um, it's, yeah. not far it. it's not
0: fair off No, It's not fair office. It. No, it, no, <laughs> no. Unfortunately it's a- um, Sam Hill Peter Connolly and Dave Bradshaw have all asked in um, Sam Hill says your views on the Frankie McMonnell incident in the stairs race for me looked like the simple race riding tactics but maybe I missed something uh, Peter Connolly what did you make a Gosselin's comments about Frankie after his riding Palace Pier head of the moment stuff or more of a gradual frustration? And Dave Bradshaw, does the panel think that Frankie's making more mistakes than previously? And is this indicating he's in the closing stages of his career or am I being a drama queen? Dave, you are such a drama queen. <laughs> but no, I, I think, I think you know, it's probably fair to, to ask that question. Just on, on Frankie and where he's at. He's, I, we, we keep saying he looks fantastic. He's in brilliant shape, obviously. He's 50 years of age. But is there something in Dave's point that, look, I mean, the, the longer you go on, the body can't respond as as quickly as he used to work like he's, you know I'm not saying I don't have an expert eye on these things but I just wonder is he thinking about retiring anytime soon I don't think he
2: is I can't say I've noted any big increase in mistakes or anything. I think he's riding perfectly fine like I didn't think that I know Gosling has criticized I didn't think the palace pier ride was was that bad. you know it obviously looked a bit odd him him constantly looking, but um in terms of what he actually did in the race it wasn't optimal, but um I didn't think it was a a shocker. I understand why he did what he did and 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 when he did it, but um it probably wasn't optimal, but yeah it wasn't the wasn't the worst you'd ever see by a long way.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, we have Andy Duncan who wants to know why. We've, again, I guess we've dealt with this before, Andy, and we kind of touched off it there. Why doesn't racing deal or confront Sheikh Mo? But why does it also have no qualms about new blood money coming into the sport? Time for a fit proper owner test for states or people or too hypocritical, given Godolphin's centrality to UK racing. Yeah, it's a bit like the Newcastle Stirling thing. It's the Godolphin thing. It's the Sheikh Mo. You know, where there is money, Andy, money finds a way. Money finds yeah. a way, and that's. You know. And look, um, we
2: said it the last time we we've spoken about this at length a number of times here despite people constantly insisting that no one ever talks about Sheikh Mohammed we've dealt with it many times on the podcast and as we said at the time and and on other related subjects you know if you went from the top down in racing looking for you know a a moral endorsement from religious leaders and and a tax clearance certificate from all of them to allow them in you know we'd have no horses you know sadly I suppose in a way but you know it's the the nature of extreme wealth in in many cases Um, um, so while it does bring up some some tricky situations as, as we as we're seeing right now, um, it is the reality of it, and I don't think racing journalists kind of roaring and shouting about it is going to change it anytime soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Dublin Sports Fan says, what's the opinions on Robbie Dunn bullying case and how it's being handled? Well, I think we, we, we covered that one as well. Uh, but thank you for your uh, question sent in. Um, Dave Rich says, when will the boss of the BHA be booted out for someone who has at least 1% of 1% knowledge of the sport she's meant to be the governor of? Her interview with Nick Knuck was embarrassing beyond belief. Did you see this, TC? I didn't... I, 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 did. I Like I
1: said, I, it's one of the few uh, pits of racing TV I, I watched while I was um, uh, going through my... Uh, travail's and I was absolutely staggered how bad that <laughs> uh, that interview was. Uh it was it was just nothing there. L- Lucky was just like pushing at a locked door. It, it, I couldn't get anything out of her whatsoever. it it was soulless. It was it was very very worrying. Um but yeah, um like I don't know. I don't know the woman. I don't know her track record in other sports like cycling, but on the basis of that interview
0: yeah, I, well, you know what? I, I
2: gather. I gather she gave a much more um, polished performance subsequently at um, oh I forget what it was some some brand of conference where they they were talking about future strategies etc. And I gather she was, um, uh, Judy Harrington was much more impressive yeah. there. To, just for, just for balance to mention mm-hmm. that because I think um, yeah I think that interview uh, caught, I, I won't say caught her <laughs> unaware. She agreed to go on, but um, yeah, it didn't didn't reflect terribly well. But I don't yeah, think it's yeah. it, I don't think it's a full picture.
0: Yeah, in fairness to her, I think the interview exactly reflected how she, her level of knowledge about racing. I think that's uh, that's probably being fair to her. You know, I think the interview was a fair representation of just how little she knows about the job that she's in. I'm only just, listen. We're joking here. Um, David Brown really into the jockey's title right down to the wire, and now the grass turf is finished. Oh wait, it hasn't, has it? I think it's pathetic. <laughs> you have a conclusion to a jockey's title, and there's three weeks after the season. Imagine the Premiership saying we'll finish the league on 34 games, not 38. I mean like I, I do understand to a degree there's still 3 weeks left to go but it's it's uh, I, I, somebody made somebody made the point as well that you know like um by the time the end of the flat season comes the lads will be off at the breeders cup anyway so they wouldn't actually be around to, to well, market well them, this so. is it and
2: and, that, and that's why they do it that way Hugh, cuz they they're, they'd mostly be gone and it's it's a, i suppose a sharp reality of of racing that you know going to the breeders cup in in a vast vast majority of cases is going to be considered more important to the top jockeys than, um, you know, a title race. Unfortunately, uh, some people would hold a tie- the, the champion jockey title higher than that, but I think history has shown that that has proven to be the case. So if you wanted to finish at a point where everyone's battling day in, day out to get it, um, like we had... I think this, is, this is, might be the best way to structure it. I can absolutely see the argument. I can see the argument for making it to the end of the calendar year and rewarding you know, the lads that are slogging there from, for 365 days of the year. But um, yeah. Yeah, the one certainty, Hugh, uh, and it applies to many the things we've anyone. talked about in this podcast, you'll never please everyone.
0: No, you won't. Now, Keogh says barrier trials. Are they just maidens uh, run behind closed doors? Do they not give an unfair advantage? Why not only, have, uh, only winners are placed in a trial and leave the maidens alone? Kev, quickly...
2: Yeah, sure. Look, it's it's an extra. Look, they're designed to um, create a marketplace to to sell unraced horses to Hong Kong. That's the reason mm. they were created in Ireland. Um, in practice, they've been used by many trainers as a means to to educate and bring horses on before they run on the track. Um, look, it's transparent. Well, I say it's it's they're, they're there. You can watch the videos. You can see what's what. And um, we don't know what weights they're carrying. But you you uh, look, it, this sort of thing goes on. Much the same behind closed doors. Trainers bring right. a bunch of horses away to gallop at the Curragh, gallop at Dundalk. We don't get to see those, um, but we do get the CDs. I love them. I think they're great. I love I love watching them. Always plenty okay. to take from them. And uh, I'd rather have the evidence of a barrier trial to look at before a horse debuts rather than just seeing them for the mm. first
0: time on the track. Absolutely. What will be will be says, can someone explain why betting shops now want your ID if you win over a certain amount of money and what they do with your ID? Is it legal and how do we know if it will just be used for what they say? TC, this is, I guess, a, a kind of a data rights issue here, yeah. um but um, every time I go in to collect my 45,000 from the bookies, they always ask for my ID, so I know how you feel. It's-
1: <laughs> I, I don't know much about this because I don't do betting shops, but I asked the premier betting shop bandit. uh you probably guess who it is. Who I asked, but uh, I read out what he, I read out. I read out what he what he answered. He said it's pretty hit and miss. It's not happened when drawing less than the grand for me. I've actually I've never actually given any details. Cashier has said the manager needs it, and I've just told them they can't have it or that I'm called John Smith. I was putting a monkey in a terminal the other day, and they switched it off when I got to three hundred. They said you have to come to the counter to put that much in, and obviously the reason for doing that they wanted to see who's doing what. I went to collect a bet I've done on a terminal. They asked me whether I'd bet with cash or card, et cetera, et cetera. It's definitely coming uh, that they're getting more organized in terms of know your customer. But as usual, the systems are very fought, uh, very poorly thought out. But So it sounds like it's happening. Um, yeah. What will be, will be. But it sounds like if you if you don't have it, they're not really pressing it yeah well, exactly it's, it's, it's anti-money same it's same it's same it's same talking...
2: laundering as such isn't it yeah, you know that's, yeah, that's kind exactly. of the key the key thought underpinning the whole thing and I know it's no one and a lot of people don't like you know giving up their data etc but it's just the, 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 are, the rules are there for a reason I know there might be some um, other reasons why bookmakers clearly would want that information but I think anti-money laundering is the, the main uh, driver behind it so next time Ross, you go in with
1: your wheelbarrow of cash you get ready yes. to uh, have someone else's oh. ID on you I yeah,
2: Hugh Todd. The, the girl behind the counter was just trying to get his name so she could look him yeah. up on Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you want my? i not. A, uh, do you want my phone number? Just ask me for it. God, come on. Right. Uh, Ross Carnelli says, if it's possible, it would be good to your kids using the recent yearling sales and the strength throughout the market and not just the top end. Has the lack of Shadwell's presence left a hole in the market, or have others taken in their opportunity? Briefly, Kev, uh, is the market strong? Yeah, still? M-
2: massively strong. Ma- uh, book two was electric. Um, the absence of Shadwell, um, what, you know, was was. People were fearful, but it was really, really strong. Um, and I suspect all the sales going through, the foals, the mares, etc., would be very strong as well. Um, I would dare say the market this year is as strong as it's been, ooh, in God, nearly since boom times. It's wow, um, okay. it really, really you know,
1: strong. So that blood right. money
0: that's it yeah. all the blood money come in uh, Paul Williams says why does coverage from all bloodstock sales include loads of pin hookers who made a fortune they're the equivalent of aftertimers shouldn't we see some people who lost a lot on a dodgy looking Matt Frankel
2: <laughs> yeah well if you uh, if you are in the game and you know where to look the uh, couple of publications will will give a list of the full prices um, before all the before they go through the ring is yearlings so you can you can see exactly for yourself who the winners and the losers were um, mm. so yeah that, that information Probably. is there if you want it <laughs>
0: Patrick O2 wants to know, will Coolmore breed from Dubawi?
2: I already have. Yeah, they've been sending a bunch of really good mares to them the last couple of years. Um, the boycott ended at the yearling sales 2017. So, so they've been using, I'm nearly sure they used Dubawi straight away in 2018. Uh, right. Oh, let me think. Concert Hall. Is Concert Hall by Dubawi? I think she is. She know. might have been the first one that they bred possibly. Oh, it's not Concert Hall. It's something else. I'll find it
0: as we talk. Yeah, no worries. Uh, Gary Manti says at this time of the year on the jumps, is it more important than ever to follow the late money? Seems to pay dividends. I've seen to pay dividends today. I don't know what day he's uh, talking um, about in specifically there TC, but it's like, like the market. Obviously, the the closer you get to the
1: off, the you know the more informed the market can possibly be. But you you know you get some monumental drifters winning. But but on Saturday, I was actually staggered by Aldari when I saw the starting price of seventy two for that. I mean that was that was a lot mm. bigger in the morning. But uh, yeah, like with all things sometimes it pays and sometimes it doesn't i don't think there's any set rule yes it Did was you know, concert
2: it? hall um that, that was stop. she um she's out of was the oaks winner and they sent her to Jabawi uh straight after the boycott ended in 2018 and they nearly sure they sent some of their biggest and best mayors to him um this year as well so yeah the answer is very much mm. yes
0: Lovely. degenerate says hi, Tony. I don't have a question. Given the amount of pundits that flagged up Master of the Seas for the QE2 on Saturday, after this piece of work he did at Newmarket Gallops during the week, the question is: How much notice does a pundit take of this info? That's the talk of Newmarket. I think he's having a dig at me
1: because I actually did write that in my column on uh, on on Saturday. I mm. had not been told it worked the house down, but uh, I don't know what house it was. But I mean, obviously, yeah. it wasn't very big or any good. No, <laughs> but, uh, no. Don't take any notice of gossip. So uh, okay. I've learnt my lesson.
0: Yeah, good stuff Rich says Novice Chase Program Class 3 Plus Still not fixed Last week Weatherby's Wednesday Two runners Faking them on Friday Three This week Plumpton Three on Monday Two at Extra On Tuesday Any new ideas I watched So Royal Beat Was it Silver Streak And some other horse There the other day um, And I just told myself Is this what we're in for now For the winter This is not We can't have this Like three runner races It's
2: not going away Hugh It's not going uh, away you know Captain what the solution did. is you get the National Hunt programme book you hold it up in front of you you throw some petrol on it and you light it on fire and you start again because that's the only way we're going to rectify oh, yeah, you, the, the absolute mess that National Hunt Racing is particularly in in Great Britain
1: that's a problem with that there's no petrol in this country to actually put <laughs> it <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> or
0: if
1: you do you've got to queue two oh, days to stop. get
0: it um, right for <laughs> right the last few questions guys. what a country is, um, is, oh, uh, is oh, most are you going to say something uh, else then <laughs> yeah. Chris Graham is Mo Salita the North's horse of the year winning centers to fourth in the Labbe yeah
2: it's uh, magnificent Yeah, Adria, yeah Adrian yeah. Nichols Trotter Nichols um, great story It hasn't got as much coverage as it, as it has deserved in fairness but um, yeah a massive um, massive credit to everyone it's a fair story yeah.
0: Uh, Jamie McIntosh The enigma that is surname Did Paul Nichols, When you visited him Any reason for his Two awful runs last season After Charlie Hall And do you think uh, We will ever see The best of him again S- Surname looks I-, I think he's finished
2: You know We didn't actually discuss him um, The way it worked Was we, we asked Paul To pick out twenty His 20 horses to follow And those are the ones We focused on And Paul didn't put surname in So uh, okay. One can read into that As much as you will I, I probably should have Asked him quietly about him I didn't yeah. Um, so that that's all that I got on that, I'm afraid.
0: Yeah, I missed one from Billy Bunter there. Still nothing on the Stephen Mann case of interference in a vet resurgent, collecting a sample from his runner at Tipperary on the 18th of July. The wheels of justice move very slowly. They do, Billy. They move slowly, I imagine in this case, because they have to make absolutely sure that whatever they need to make stick does stick. And I imagine that's why everything has been gone through with a fine-tooth comb, Kevin, was you.
2: Yeah, well, it's not just that case, Hugh. There's a couple of very high profile and, and highly anticipated cases in Ireland that, um, mm. that have been in the mix for, you know, over a year in some cases, a year and a half in some cases. Um, so, look, it is, as mentioned with the the, the briny um, bullion case on the other side of the water, you know, it is really frustrating that it, that it takes so long to get these things sorted. But, um, you know, I know they'll say, look, we're trying, to, we're, we're dotting every i and crossing every t but you, surely if you have a team of people there working on important cases you can surely turn them over faster than you know and i know it's only been a couple of months this one but in the other cases you know over a year um i don't know uh, maybe i'm oversimplifying it now but it, can, it could surely be done faster
0: uh, um, brian farrell says please ask ken how state of test is doing in melbourne and what his chances in saturday's cox plate who's ken
2: Kevin, I reckon, he reckons. Ken Blake. Oh, Kevin, yeah, that's right, yeah. My evil twin brother.
0: Oh, I just <laughs> yeah, my state of test is doing. And what, what is John Lee? State of rest.
2: Yeah. yeah well, state he, of
0: test. Been, Ken, listen, 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 Brian. I tell you about Brian. Yeah. You, what, you send that question in with all the right names in for next week. it will answer it next week. How about
2: that? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's settling well, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not straightforward down there now, as we know, when he's down there by himself. But um, yeah, hopefully going to wind up for for a big, big run on the Cox Plate. Can't tell you how sweet it'll be if, <laughs> if he can give it to the Aussies on the Cox Plate. Uh, so yeah, really, really looking forward to that.
0: Please ask, George, how uh, plate of rest is doing in Johannesburg and what his chances are in Sunday's uh, Johnny's Shield? <laughs> Without question. Uh, the inside rail. Uh, there are a couple of, <laughs> There's a couple of wins and uh, you're in races on, uh, at Ascot on Saturday. Um, do we have many of these in Ireland? And if not, um, should it be something to be looked at? Um, yeah, there's a handful, handful. There. There's, there's a handful there. There's a handful. Look, I think...
2: I can see the I can see the sense in them, but you know a lot of the time with with the guy with the players at the top end, the flat racing and the, the yeah they're they're not shy of entry fees if they need yeah. to um, if they
0: need to get in, but um, yeah I see no there's certainly no harm in them. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, last two questions as well. And um, Brendan Flaherty says, any tips to survive the gloom of a great flat season ending and the prospect of a load of slow boats whoop, whoop, and shout them. Talk about from now on, ah Brendan, come on, I'm yeah. ready for the jumps, I'm ready, ready Santini's
1: got a new trainer, hasn't he? Yeah, he does, he does, trainer, yeah. come on the yeah. teeny, yeah,
2: come yeah, on t- but yeah, that's a minority view, we're normally riddled with comments, uh, the exact reverse of that comment uh, come kind of April time, but um, yeah, why can't we all just get
0: along now, I love ball codes.
2: Yeah, yes. we all just get
0: along We're horses running Around fields lads Come on It's not yeah, that exactly. different exactly Come on I'm, I'm very excited For the return of the jumps And all the All the old age pencils On Saturday afternoon Going for the Gold handicaps Alex um, Dunningan um, says Will Bob Olinger Go for the march uh, Keep things relevant please <clears throat>
1: Come I back us so. In about I six months so. yeah. before, uh, before we
0: finish If I had to price it
2: up It'd be, heavy, it'd be odds on yeah. Yeah. before
1: we finish up I've got to read out one question from Ben Keith, not least yes. because he very kindly sent me a brilliant smoked salmon and a very expensive white <laughs> bottle of wine and I'm going to have this as soon as we finish this podcast so, oh, so, for, so for that oh, honestly the look of this fillet of sa- smoked salmon. is unreal. Um, ah, stuff. very train he sent me flowers as well I said, ah, Jesus. I said excuse me this isn't a bottle of gin come on Yeah. yeah. Um, he, he, he makes a very good point should the BHA open up their graduate course to people who have left school too degrees are 10 a penny these days and I think everyone should be open to apply the course is superb, I agree. I've heard some very good stories about that. Did you go under that course, Kev? I
2: did, graduate my arse
1: I, I dropped I dropped out of college twice, man. <laughs> Literally. I oh, <laughs> wouldn't have been that? allowed on that course. There's there loads of people who've been on that BHA graduate courses. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. one of them.
2: No, yeah, definitely yeah. not. No, no, Irish no. I, academia well, was not my was not was not my place to shine, unfortunately.
0: No, no, neither was physical sport. Or you know, you're we hitting with the <laughs> ladies. What what are, what are you good at, Kev? What are you good at? What are your strong points? Right, this is we're all talking
1: shows on he's podcasts. Gonna, he's gonna, <laughs> he's going to knock you out to go six and oh, Carhill, Let alone yeah. <laughs> and Brown. But, no, I, do I have. I have strawberry blonde.
0: There we go. There's a charity fight for Betfair. Hugh Calland and uh, Frankie the against Kevin Blake and R- Dylan Brown McMonagall. You can charge my <laughs> for, for that one. Referee, referee Tony Calvin. Right, lads. Thanks a million for everything. Thanks to all butter our listeners bean, for sending the beans the rich. the referee. <laughs> <laughs> there will be, be no room left in the ring to get in after Tony's done today. <laughs> yes, thanks to all our listeners for sending in the questions. We really appreciate it. And we did manage to get to all of them, I'm delighted to say, this week. Uh, but thank you to Tony and to Kevin as always. We're back at Racing Only Better on Friday after. Friday morning, so um, it'll be Friday this week where we will look ahead to next week's racing. Enjoy the week. Talk to you then.